everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 484. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm your friendly neighborhood ghost, Ichigogami. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Let me go get my proton pack real quick. <laughs> okay, Casper. Oh, God. You came in a little bit loud there. Oh, I'm sorry. I have it set to what I normally have it set to. I'm not sure why it came Okay, that's so that's that's better. Probably, uh, I don't know what... I, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I'll turn it down just a little bit. No, don't turn it down. I think you need to get a little bit closer to the mic, but other than that, you're golden. <laughs> oh, uh, I will adjust it later. It is hard set into where it is. I, that's fine by me. I'm perfectly okay with that. So, anywho... Besides the little audio floof, because I forgot to check the audio settings. But other than that, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Eh. I, 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 can, I can kind of feel that. I, I kind of sort of do. So, you know, hey. <laughs> oh, man. We are live tonight. Week of February 9th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And don't forget, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, so you can also find us there, uh, Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. We're proud affiliates of the Voice of Geeks Network. If you want to know more about them, check them out at VogNetwork.com. And while you're there, don't forget to come by our Discord. We're part of the Vogue Network, as previously mentioned. Uh, Vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Vogue Network has its own little channel. So come by, hang out, have fun. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> so we got so much to talk. We got so much to talk about. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening over the last week or so. So I guess we should kind of get down to the uh, nitty gritty here with... How was your week? How was your day? Ari, kick things off. Uh, it was mostly just work-related stuff. Uh, I had to work Sunday, which was the Super Bowl, but mm. you know all, all the offices have little TVs in them, so it wasn't that big a deal. But then again, I gave, I had zero emotional investment in the Super Bowl. I kind of, so. I kind of sort of did, but at the same time, I didn't. And from my understanding, I didn't miss much, so I was like, okay, good. Yeah, it's like, it was just a bad Super Bowl, you know, uninteresting, you know, Super Bowl halftime show was meh. Oh, I enjoyed those memes. It's, you know, just been work stuff mostly. I I ordered and sent Mako's gift and, like, I think I, like, ordered it one day and it got sent out, like, two days later. I just waiting for her to uh, receive it. That's good. Yeah, I'm hoping because they do sometimes they'll mark something as delivered the day before they actually deliver it because they have their own quotas and efficiency numbers and everything. So I'm hoping that it will be delivered tomorrow. Um, But if not, I will let you know. Plus, uh, yeah, I just ordered a bunch of things for myself off Amazon, but I'm like, okay, we're not going to go through 
what I did with Ranma again, so I just say, okay, there's this Amazon locker near me. Deliver it mm -hmm. there. I think during the holidays, I'm just going to start telling people, uh, here's an Amazon locker. Just, just put it there for the time being. But other than that, you know, everything that comes outside the holidays, everything is basically fair game. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, my week was actually pretty nice. I uh, gave myself a week of, you know, basically downtime for my birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, Friday, I worked from home. Saturday was my birthday, so I went to go hang out with my mother. Sunday was Super Bowl, um, so basically just, you know, getting up and eating. Mm. Um, yesterday, I lounged around in my room today i basically lounged around in my room until i went to the eye doctor uh which is why we have snowball on here as a tiny t little light um because my eyes are still dilated and it kind of hurts oops yeah so that is why i needed something that i did not have to have my lamp on for uh the uh, drops yeah, yeah. Uh, they do have a scanner, um, but that was either broken or being used. I don't quite know. So we went with the drops and yeah, you know, eye dilation. Fun time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm just, uh, you know, I have my second um, vaccine injection on Thursday. Friday, I work from home just in case I get sick. And tomorrow is my last work at home day for Wednesdays. Um, after that, I will be in the office my normal time on Wednesdays, which will be a hell of a wake up call after not having to do that in so long after a show. Um, and I go to get a tattoo tomorrow. Jesus. Yeah. Let me guess your, uh, are you expanding on your, uh, evolution one? Yes. Uh, tomorrow I go and get the last of the quote-unquote newer evolutions, um, and then all I will have are the four original. And uh, I'm going to talk to him tomorrow when I go in to figure out where exactly everything needs to be placed so that they all go on my leg correctly. And uh, find out if he's going to do all four of the next one in one shot, or if he's going to break them up into two sessions... Uh, that I don't know, but mm. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that uh, because I'll once I'll get some, eventually get something to balance out this here for the symmetry. <laughs> yeah, once all my evolutions are on there, um, he's actually gonna go in and do the background, so it will eventually turn into a full leg piece. That's nice. Nice. So I'm I'm excited about that. And we do have some congratulations coming in in the chat with Seattle Beery and TheoX75 saying both happy belated birthday, Mako-chan, happy womb ejection day, Mako, and yes, uh, congratulations, happy belated birthday, and I hope that your tattoo is successful, be it one, uh, I guess, shot or two. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'm hoping that, you know, once everything calms down a little bit, um that maybe in spring I can do some sort of uh, unbirthday party since it'll be warmer and I can have everybody out on the deck. Um, but it, it felt very weird not to actually have, a, you know, a friend's birthday party. Um, I just, I like to throw a party for my birthday just to get everybody, 
gathered basically um it's right. usually one of the first things that's done in the year because my birthday's so early um so i figure you know after the holidays it's nice to you know hang out with everybody and get together so it felt very very weird not to be able to do that this year um so i i am putting it off but i don't want to put it off too far so I'm hoping, you know, maybe the numbers will go down for, you know, end of April, beginning of May, um, at least a little bit, at least. I mean, I'll say this. I never had a lot of birthdays, so not having a birthday party on my, oddly enough, doesn't bother me at all. It's like, oh, okay, it's just another day. I've gotten used to like, you know what, maybe I should get that day off or the next day off, but you know. Yeah, I just, already, as I I'm said, I, I like hanging off. out with everybody. Mm. So, you know, if, I, if I'm able to have a party, it's, you know, I don't expect gifts or anything like that. I just, you know, I want to be able to hang out with everybody. Good, because we all broke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, uh, I'm not taking a day off for my birthday. First time I've done that in a long time. Mostly because, you know, I already have a personal day for the, for my own uh, second dose later this week. I have time off, but I want to save it for something, you know, super uh, serious. You know what I mean? Super yeah, serious. I took I took yesterday off. I took today off um, mainly because I really didn't take any time off last year because of everything going on. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to take two days off. I still have over a week of PT left mm. um, and, you know, every paycheck that I get basically every two weeks, I get another four hours. So um I'm 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 gonna have those uh those sixteen hours back very quickly. Sounds about right. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? It's going okay. Um, I've been working really hard again. Uh, streaming. It's weird how it's become sort of a lifestyle thing. I don't know. But uh, today we had another successful uh, stream, and it went well, and everybody had fun, and so that was really important. Um, and we worked on a Victorian 1890s uh, vest mm -hmm. uh, or waistcoat, as they're called, um, to work on a cosplay. So that's been interesting. Um, yeah, other than that, it's really just been like low-key and just trying to... Uh, exist, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I totally get the whole existing part, you know. I get that. So, my weekend day has been the same as it's always been, you know, except that I actually did more shoveling and I went out and bought a big old 25-pound bag of rock salt and thinking according to the weather, oh, it's going to, we're going to get hit with like up to 12 inches of snow. So, yay, more snow. And, and I'm one of those, I love the snow. I enjoy it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of shoveling it, which is what comes with the territory, but I honestly don't mind shoveling. But I think, I, I think we got like a total of like a half inch, and I'm just like, well, damn. At least I know for next time if it snows, I have like 23 pounds of rock salt, of rock salt sitting here that I can use. So that was well, that. you'll be able to use it this weekend. So so I heard. I'm like, okay. And to be yeah. 
Yeah. And you're talking to somebody who's become basically a homebody. Where am I going? I'm not going anywhere anymore. So I honestly don't mind, you know. As long as I don't slip and slide on Tuesdays when I go up for my foraging. Other than that, it's absolutely fair game. So, you know. Um, I think it was a piece of rock salt that put a crack in my windshield. Ooh. So, yeah, I got to wait for Progressive to call me back and uh, see when I can get it fixed. Forget calling Progressive. Call Safe Light. Call those people. Let them deal with it. Safe Light, they, yeah, Safe Light is who Progressive's getting in contact with. Ah. Because, uh, because you know, I, if I, you know, if I called it myself, it's like two hundred plus dollars to get it repaired, and uh, I get it, I make an insurance claim, and they're like, yeah, you, it won't cost you anything, and hopefully my uh, rates won't spike. That's good. It's like the first thing that's happened since I've gotten the insurance. Gotcha. Oh, and one thing, I, I did buy a new heater. Um, this one is a lot more quieter. You y'all have never heard my heater, even though it's right behind my chair. But the old one, it sounded it sounded like a North Korean rocket just shooting off. <laughs> so I went out and got a new one, which is a lot more quieter, and my house, my apartment is just as warm. Plus, there's a remote, so now I don't have to get out of bed to unplug it to shut it off. <laughs> just lean over, and just that's it. Plus, there is a timer, so I usually, I decided I'm going to let it run for an hour after I go to bed and just, like, whatever. Because getting up in the morning and running over, or in my case, just walking over, dealing with the coldness to plug it in is a pain in the arse. So, you know. And that basically has been it. Um, housekeeping, um, as of right now, um, our little sideshow project with me and under the pale is on hiatus um i have no clue on when that is coming back so once it does we will we will let you all know and see and i, and I do believe a certain member of the team just just leveled up over the weekend uh so <laughs> so i i, 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 I <laughs> I, no, no. You see, Ranma has this thing, mm -hmm. because I do always have parties. Um, I get birthday punches from Ron, from Ranma. Yep. So, because I could not be there, or because he could not be here, um, because I didn't really have a party, um, he sent me virtual punches. Yep. <laughs> I got the same... Yes, I got the same picture. Um... And, and I, I just have to, I, I have to go into this. So I got the same picture <laughs> like 38 times over and over and over and over and over again. That sounds exhausting. As he um, asks, what are Hawaiian punches? No, not this time. No, Ronma, you want to pop up the picture of the punches that i got over the weekend <laughs> let me see if i can pull it up oh yeah. yes oh oh yeah yes indeed i, I yeah. can definitely do this all right copy image link uh let's see is it medias i'm trying to see which one i, I have like a little 
layover that I use, you know, for that type for that type of stuff. So um I could use It would probably be a browser input if it's browser. Yeah. If it's coming from your computer, it's media. There we go. It ain't much, but you know. I got that picture thirty nine times. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I knew exactly what it was when he started sending them to and was laughing my ass off. There we because, go. <laughs> you know, obviously this is, um, something that I expected. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I still got my birthday punches. Um, I, I have been warned basically that, uh, the first time that we do meet up, uh, <laughs> That I, I will get them in real life. Um, so, yeah. So, yay for best friends beating on you. Yup. For your birthday. You're probably going to have them with interest. I mean. I have actually given. I have actually done that before. I have actually Do given her ink punch interest. Same ideas. <laughs> and yes, has done that before. But don't give him ideas. We, we don't need ideas. I, I, I am getting up there in age, and my arms are very delicate. And while he does pull the punches, he has a habit of punching in the exact same spot over and over and over again. So it, it does tend to hurt after a while. But yes, yeah, so I, I this is what I was subjected to for, you know... My birthday. Well, I'm leveling up. Yep. And I had to drop in the FF8 victory fanfare because that is your favorite Final Fantasy. I don't know. It is not my favorite Final Fantasy. Oh, thank God. No, I like it because I can beat it with very low level and I don't have to grind. And if I take magic off of everybody during all of the battles then none of them will use magic on you. If you do not junction crap, they can't use magic on you. It is the easiest Final Fantasy to actually beat, and that is why I like it. But no, Final Fantasy VII is my oh, favorite. I did not know that. Well, Yeah, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> I was actually playing and got to the final boss, and the final boss chooses your characters for you. And chose characters that had no junctions on them, and I freaked out, and then realized that she wasn't using magic on me, mm -hmm. and kicked her butt. It was amazing. It is the first Final Fantasy game that I have actually beaten. In, in I think I I think I beat the final boss in like ten minutes because there was no magic involved. So when a magic user is your final boss. Just don't junction any magic, and she's weak as hell. It's great. Thank you. You're welcome. It also doesn't help the fact that I've been playing through this game um, for the last couple of days, so... Which... Yeah, I, I need to play the remake, but I'm not really bothered with it because my favorite character isn't in the remake yet, so I don't have to worry. Yuffie Kisaragi? No. Kate Sith? Well, that's my second favorite, but no, Vincent. Ah, down girl. I haven't picked up the remake yet. It's like thirty bucks now, so I I think you can actually get the the the, the one of the collectors one for half price. So I, I honestly don't know. 
Uh, let's see what's going on with, with housekeeping. Um, some other news popped up on um, on my feed earlier today, and and let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, Michael, you're probably not going to like what I'm about to tell you. Oh God, what? You remember, like at Anime Next, the big dealer's table with all the lights and the weapons and stuff, the lighted up booth? Yeah. One of the owners of that booth passed away a couple of days ago. Damn it. Yeah, his name is, yeah, his name is Xavier. He ran a booth called Lighted Up, and a lot of y'all, if you've gone to a lot of East Coast conventions, you can't miss it. He's a really tall brother, really chill dude. I've, I've been to his booth a few times. I know a lot of people who knew this is a nice, is a chill guy who has bought stuff from him and i think i think you buy your hero sword from from that table from that booth um yeah yep. i ended up with the wrong hero sword and mm -hmm. they were going to replace it but then they didn't have the right hero sword mm -hmm. so i just kept the hero sword that i have because mm -hmm. i got the hero movie sword and not the hero tv as in character yep. hero but I'm okay with that because I just like sharp pointy objects. You just like swords in general. Yeah. I just, as I said, I like sharp pointy objects. It doesn't have to be a sword. I, I have, yeah. I have plenty of daggers. I have plenty of knives. We won't discuss, you know, the, the things that should not be discussed. Mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah. Well, that's for another podcast called, <laughs> um, the many weapons of, of Mako-chan, you know, Starting next month on Anime Jam Session. Anywho, um, I posted in the chat a, a GoFundMe where you can go to donate, you know, to help for final expenses and so forth. If you can't donate, please pay the link forward. It would be really appreciative of that. Moving right along to is uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about some of the more geekier stuff we've been up to outside of our weekend day. And or showing off some geek stuff that we may have. Um, Ari, what you got? Uh, well, you know how, you remember Consolation from last year? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they, uh, they did it again this year. And oh! I got my own badge. I have to get the 2021 press badge. Yeah, yep. I have to order mine, too. It came the other day, it came, like, Wednesday or so, and it, like, stayed in my mailbox for a while because I have a bad habit of just ignoring my mail for a while, because, like... 9% of the time, it's never anything good. <laughs> Ari, let, let, let me tell you. I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I've gone to now where I just check the mail like every other day. And and I look and I see all this mail. I'm just like, 99% of this mail is not for me. I don't have a family. I don't have four kids. It's just me. So, you know. I got something else nice that I, want, I got recently, but I'll yeah. show it off next time I'm one. All right, cool. It's a little more complex. I, I totally get that. And Mako-chan, what are you showing up for us today? So, yeah, I'm showing off Snowball. Um, Snowball is a quote-unquote mood lighting. Mm -hmm. uh, the bad part is it only has a 10-minute light, so that's why you see it going out and me grabbing it and turning it back on. Um, but as I said earlier, I needed something that 
I didn't have to turn my lamp on for uh, because my eyes are still dilated. Right. So I figured I would actually show this off instead of, you know, sticking the camera and showing off my computer again. Which I had to lower all of the lighting on my computer because it was too bright for me. I'm picturing, you know, coming into your place and just flicking on the lights and you just hiss like a cat. More um, like she give the evil stare of death. I, I do that normally? <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't give you the sexy, sexy grandpa shades. Well, it's been, it was very overcast today. Um, okay. So I actually had um, glasses out in the car. And when I put them on, I could barely see because it was just foggy and gross. So I just put my regular glasses on and I was fine outside. But anything really, really bright, uh, my eyes are already oversensitive to light, which is why when I go outside, I squeal as if I'm a mogwai um, and demand that somebody you burst in the flames one can only wish but yeah i i you know i have a tendency to demand that somebody turn off the sun but you know that's just me like the sun sucks (laughs) i'm 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 not a very you know I, i like the sun when it's filtered through something so I like the sun if I'm walking through the woods. I don't like the sun when I have nothing to hide from it with. Um, because, it, as I said, my eyes are very sensitive, so it hurts a lot. Fair. Totally but yeah, fair. snowball for, you know, all the snow that's out there, too. Ichigo, what, you, what you do you have for a geek um, roundtable? Um, I guess I wore this necklace today to kind of show off. It is a heart container from mm. Legend of Zelda. I'm trying to see if I can find the closure for it. Underneath all my hair. It's one reason I always wear my hair up, but... But yeah, it's a heart container. Da-da-da-da. Cute. So nice. super fun. Nice. Oh. A robot overlord. Stop! Can you not? <laughs> Thank you. Rude. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... So yeah, it's just a heart container. Um, I got it forever ago at a at a convention, and um, I just it's a good necklace. It's really nice. Um, yeah, and I like it. So geeky round table, yay! Sweet. I have a heart. I have a life. Ha ha. Do Take that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have the red heart, and Makatron has the black heart. It 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 only makes sense. What was that? I said, you have the red heart and Mako-chan has the black heart. It only makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't say that I have a black heart. Maybe black light heart. Black heart. <laughs> Your snowball does remind me of a robot that I wanted. Like, nostalgic. I'm taking us back back in the days of vending mm-hmm. and, and anime cons. Uh, a Haro Haro bot? Does anyone remember those? Yeah, from, from, from Gundam they Seed. They're still out there, they're still being made, and they're yes. collaborating with different anime now to create new ones. It's what? Crazy. Ser- so Seriously? I, you know, it's one of those things that I, forever and ever and ever ago, I wanted one, and they were like 40 or $50 then, which is like, <laughs> now they're like hundreds of dollars or like at least 60 and I'm just like, huh. Young me. <laughs> yeah, I know at least one of the collaborations was with Hello Kitty. 
Nice. And I'm trying to think who the other. I know there oh. was another collaboration, and I can't think now who it was with. But I In know chat, that there's. I just a want to get back one. to Theo. What was the link for what particular? The, the necklace. The oh, ne the necklace. Yes. Um, I actually I didn't buy it online. I can see if I can find it. I'm sure that it was some, like, <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's some AliExpress reseller or whatever. Yeah. But like. I will see if I can find it for you guys. And if I can find it from a reputable seller, I will share it in chat. Sounds good. All right, for me, all right, Geek Roundtable, basically, I finished watching all of Lucifer. And I have to say, I think that's become like, I won't say it's my all-time favorite show, it's currently one of my favorite shows right now. I, I enjoyed the living hell out of it, literally. I think this would be a series I would definitely rewatch. Like when Cobra Kai season three came out before season three, came, I actually went back and rewatched season one and two. And then I watched season three again when I was hanging out with Mako. And then when I got home, I went and rewatched it again. So I think this is going to be one of those shows where I will be doing that with. So, now, when it comes to, like, cool stuff to share, um, I don't remember showing this off, but I got a Christmas gift from one of my friends, uh, Card Captain Will. He gave me, he sent me this awesome joystick. Nice. Thanks. It's a Quanba drone, I believe it is. I don't think it's a drone, but it's a Quanba stick. I just don't remember which model it is, but um, I told him, you know, because what happened was he had made a mention on Facebook that um, he was going to send me one of his old sticks because now he does tournaments and so forth. So that's really cool. And he had asked me about this. I'm like, I'm not looking to get into tournaments or anything like that. I just want like an arcade stick just to play like arcade games with, you know, like like Xbox Live arcade games or basic fighting games. That's all I wanted. And to be perfectly honest, I kind of wanted to get one just to have in time for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because that is a pretty fun game to play, not just on a controller, but also on a jo on a joystick. And Theo, I do have MAME. I do have some of the other emulators on my PC somewhere. I It's just a matter of me actually sitting down and playing them because I have so many freaking games i and did end up getting the humble bundle of scott pilgrim versus the world for yep. pc via ubisoft's mm. uh steamware mm -hmm. is that weird and blasphemous to say because it looks and feels exactly like steam it's but it's ubisoft the, uh, it's ubisoft's uh play switch. yeah mm. But yeah, I did end up getting the game, and and what mako was talking about earlier about grinding uh like characters out mm. i'm just like I'm kind of putting off uh, grinding out Ramona again because on the PS2 game of it we have, or the mm. PS3 game we have of it, like she's full all of her skills. <laughs> I don't want to have to redo that for another, well, for another console. And it's, I'm like, well, oh. it's, you, you said you, this is, you got it for PC, right? Yeah, I just got it for PC. Well, I tell you what, next time you play, ping me. I will join you on PC so we can grind together. Okay, yeah, I will... Um, 
because I have someone who wants to play yeah. uh, Steven too. Yeah, uh, I've already, I've already, I was on. I you you saw, I already beat the game on on Twitch as as, as Scott. Right now, I'm oh, working okay. on Ramona, but I have no problems building up another character so we can all play together and maybe stream yeah. it. I, I I have two copies of the game. I have it on my Xbox to play, and I have it on my PC to play for streaming. So I'm all for it. And for the record, I was this close to just pulling the trick, pulling the joystick down to buy another copy of the game and send it to you. Be like, here, come play. <laughs> I was this yeah, close. Very sweet. I, um, I'm hoping to play it. I also have to play some Fallout 4, and I also have to play a, a bunch of other stuff. But. I, I, I actually uninstalled Fallout 4 from my PS4 because I know it's blasphemous. I just couldn't get into it. It's mm. not my... Kind, I think it's just exactly. it's just too it's way too slow for me. If the gameplay oh, okay. was a little bit more fast paced, like to me, like Borderlands, I would have been all for it. But the Fallout, I I couldn't. It's I did. I did I think try. That was one of the biggest complaints when that game first came out was that it was just too open ended. Like the world was too big, and I feel like a lot of games kind of suffer from that now. Um, you know, what, but, but it's but it's all right. It it is what it is. It is. Mm what it is exactly so you know <laughs> and you know i and i've been and i've been playing some more i've been i was on a two on a four hour overwatch binge with the girls of starlet creations on sunday and that was fun and it's like i've had the game for several years and, and before they got it i've barely played it and i'm just like oh I have it so now i gotta contact my friend cassie who kept pestering me about when you're gonna play overwatch with us i'm gonna be like yeah um, I actually have plenty of free time, so anytime you want to play Overwatch, let me know. So, you know, that. And now I am currently working on Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I am kind of hoping to finish the game by the end of this week, because when I last, when I had stopped previously, I was finishing up Chapter 8. I just finished Chapter 9. For those of you who don't know, Chapter 9 is when you're trying to save Eris from at Wall Market. That's how, where I am in the game at the moment, and... And I realized I like way they did Tifa in the game so far. Much to me, she's way different from the original FF7. And now I want a Tifa figurine to put in my shelf. I kind of want one now. But enough <laughs> about that. Let's get into um, tonight's news. Um, well, it seems that um, Funimation is being sued over their website. Mako-chan, can you please explain that while I get a little bit more water? Yeah, so uh, basically Funimation is being sued, uh, well, it's a class action lawsuit for allegedly violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, what is going on is that um, what, the person that is suing is suing on behalf of herself and others uh, because she is legally blind and Funimation's website is not updated enough and not modern enough to be able to be used with the various non-visual desktop access software. Um, that includes that each item up for sale has its own description, um, that they have labels, um, titles attributed for every field that would need to be filled out. <clears throat> So, uh, right now, um, basically, the lawsuit claims that features on the site lacked alternative text 
and failed to add a label element or title attribute for each field. Additionally, the lawsuit stated that pages on the site contained the same title elements and the site contained broken links. Um, so the lawsuit is stating that Funimation has therefore engaged in acts of intentional discrimination. Uh, the lawsuit asks for a permanent injunction that requires Funimation to retain a qualified consultant access, uh, accessible to um, Angels, who is the person that's suing, to assist Funimation to comply with the web content accessibility guidelines for its website. Um, basically, what is going on is the internet is kind of a gray area. Um, in that gray area, there are a lot of sites that are not up to this. Um, but basically, the person suing is stating that because they are selling items, because they are a world market, um, because they are public accommodation for sales, that this website needs to be up to code for the um, Americans, uh, American Disability Act. Um, and I was, you know, on board with that um, until I saw that part of this whole thing mm. was uh, monetary compensation for damages. That That's what got me. Um, but basically, you know, I'm all for her attempting to have um, Funimation fix their website. Uh, because, you know, a lot of these various um, companies do have broken websites. So to have them be able to have a website catering to everybody, I'm all for that. Um, as soon as I read that it, you know, monetary compensation for damages... Mm. You know, I can understand attorney fees. I can understand expert fees. You know, that I can understand because that is things that would have to be gotten um, to be able to do this lawsuit. The monetary damages, that that screws this whole thing up for me. Because, I mean... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what damages... Now, I'll say, you know, when I worked at uh, Fresh Direct uh, for a brief stint, um, we had to track down specialty software to make sure that all the websites that are, that all the pages on Fresh Direct site were basically ADA compliant. I can tell you this as somebody who actually put together websites like djrimes.net, animejamsession.com, crystalchronicles.com. It's all powered by WordPress. For the most part, WordPress doesn't support ADA. There is very minimal support for it. If you open, if you do a website and you edit it with Dreamweaver, there's very minimal support for ADA compliancy in there. Like, I could tell you this now. A good, at least more than half of the photo, all the images on my webs, on the website, do not have alt text. Because it's like, I don't have time to put the alt. I'm just going to put the image and do this and do that. That's what it's come down to. I don't, our site doesn't get enough hits where someone needs to do, where it needs to be done. But if I get an email saying, you know, there's issues with the text is not showing certain things, I will go in 
and do whatever edits that I can to make sure that it's up to that standard. And what's interesting is that a couple of weeks back, I saw like a Facebook sponsored post about ADA compliancy for your website. And I just saw so many uh, laugh emojis. And personally, I really didn't think it was that big of a deal, but it's starting to see that it is because you got to make sure that, you know, you cater to everybody to the best of your abilities, but yet a lot of companies have that whole 85-15 rule where they will cater to 85% of the people and if the fit, and 15% is the least of their worries because if you cater to that 15, that 15%, you're still going to be at an 85-15 because you're going to forget something and basically forget about another 15% of people per se. Now, I actually went in and actually read the, the comments Evidently, this is not this person's first run through. If you Google search her, she has law. She actually has like two, three other lawsuits that she opened up within the last three to four months. And I actually discussed this with a friend who was actually in school to be a lawyer. And she said this could be a cash grab. And let's say for the sake of it, let's just say that maybe it is a cash grab or maybe she's doing this financially to make people realize companies realize if your shit's not up to ADA compliance, you're going to have to pay out the ass for it. You know? Well, I, I mean, again, I, I'm okay with her mm -hmm. doing this for the website. I'm okay with her trying to do this to get everybody to be compliant. I'm not okay with that, you know, mm -hmm. monetary damage. What has, she, how has she been damaged so much that she needs Funimation to pay her for suing them. Yeah, so, and you, you want to oh, know something? And I actually, I actually agree because I, I, I understand she has, she's visually impaired. But you know what an option is? Asking your friend who isn't visually impaired to buy the stuff that you want off their website for you. You can do that. Granted, so, that's basically a not an appropriate solution. She wants to be able to do it herself, which I totally get, you know? Unfortunately, well, yeah. with ableism kind of being built into our society a mm -hmm. lot of the time, mm -hmm. you don't anticipate a lot of these things that we would think there's common sense that yep. would work for things. But it's just like our neurotypical brethren that when it comes to the way that we deal with things, everybody's right. a different kind of style of learner, right? Everybody's yes. a different kind of, like we all process the world differently. Mm -hmm. So just, I, I don't think that it's just a cash grab. Well, it can appear that way in some aspects. It's a big company. Like in order to make waves, you have to go after the big companies. And if she has the financial backing to do it, like more power to her, because there are so many people who don't have, who have these disabilities that still suffer with them and have to suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. So inherently, I think that, well, you guys have some good points. I think there's also some toxic points in there too of, yeah, she could just ask a friend, but like, why can't she just do it? Herself? Yeah, that was why the point. I, yeah, intuitively yeah. built into our system to allow these people, why is equity not built in? That's just, that's just a point I want to bring up. And that's for everybody. Equity is not equality. Equality is different. Equity is accommodating everyone's differences to make mm -hmm. sure that everybody's on the same playing field. Whereas equality is basically giving everyone the same thing and expecting them to be okay with that. 
So that's just that's just something to think about is equity versus equality because equity is what we should be pushing for now more than ever. But yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah, and like I said, if you Google this person's name, you see that she actually has, you know, uh, other uh, lawsuits pending. Like, she actually has one against Saks for the same thing. And I'm just like... I'm beginning to notice a trend here. No, 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 no. My, my thing is this. She went after one of the big guns, and it's like, if you think about it from this way, you run, Sax is like a, is like a very exquisite site, you know, for buying top quality merch, and you're selling stuff at ridiculous amount of prices, but your site's not ADA compliant, you know, how do you forget that, you know what I'm saying? Again. It's that point that yeah. ableism is built into our society. Yeah. Like, it's not something that you're going to normally think about. Mm -hmm. And Ranma, like, by what time did the companies that you were building these websites for, besides, like, DJ Ranma and stuff, your personal websites, yeah. like, by what time these websites that you got involved with that had to do ADA compliance, did they think about ADA compliance? I... It was after the fact. It was right. after the fact, right? Right. So that's that's the problem is that it's not something that you think of, mm -hmm. even if it's just a valid description of, OK, so I'm selling this Haribo and it's pink and it's fuzzy fabric right. and it looks like this. Mm -hmm. Just describing that in in a font so that a computer reading program that a lot of ADA yes. folks use mm -hmm. can read the screen. That's right. legitimately mm -hmm. a lot of the difference is yep. just describing it, closed captioning it, whatever, right. to make it equitable instead of just trying to be like oh well me an able-bodied person with somewhat of eyesight because i i have crap eyesight can can see that what this object is but my friend julia who is blind cannot mm -hmm. so it's just thinking about those those differences and i'm seeing that like blend tech big island coffee roaster scrubs and beyond stein sack yeah a lot of it just looks like it's that she's trying to deal with the online marketplace and the fact that we I, I am I'm going to tell you guys right now it's not going to change it's probably going to get more aggressive because we're having to stay indoors we're having to limit our interactions with people in social situations right. especially for those people who have disabilities or are dealing with handicaps that make it hard if not impossible for them to not touch door handles to not interact with people um I mean that's I don't want to get too far into it because I yeah, yeah. but that's just something yeah. to think about like, no no fandom you, you, you're absolutely right. You're right. I agree. Mm. There are a couple of Facebook um, pages that I'm on now that they specifically ask that if you are going to post any pictures, please do a short descriptive narrative of what the picture is for ADA compliancy. Because a lot of people now are communicating through Facebook or selling mm -hmm. things through Facebook. So, I mean, something I, I completely agree. I think all of these websites do need to, especially the ones in which there are sales involved. Yeah, because, um, yeah, you know, yeah. If, if it's just your little, you know, rinky dink, oh, I love Sailor Moon website. Well, Etsy, 
or some some Etsy. Well, no, shop even thing. Etsy. Anything selling. If you're just doing like a fan kind of, you know, yay for Sailor Moon website or something like that, you know, that's completely different from something like this. Something mm-hmm. that is they're trying to sell you something or, you know, an app and I there are a couple of apps that are on there that I know are not ADA compliant because I can barely go through them and I can see things perfectly fine um, on these it's, screens. Yeah. But it's also, like, okay. <clears throat> well, my, my thing is, you know, if, if you're trying to do this for the ADA compliancy, if you're trying to, you know, hit them for that, let, the ADA compliancy be your thing, you know, sue them all, sue them, you know, to get these things compliant. Please don't add in because this is what makes it look like a cash grab. When you add in, you know, I'm looking for monetary damages. Well, now, now, now one thing, now one thing uh, from, from what I read, what one person said in the, uh, on the, in the comments of the forums that she actually reached out the Funimation to tell them this, and I guess they turned on a blind ear. Now, I don't fully believe that. I don't actually believe that. I fully believe that. I fully believe that if she attempted to contact Funimation and said, I am a visually impaired person and I cannot use your website, can you please bring up ADA compliancy? I fully believe that she was probably hung up on. No, I, I actually that I I don't believe because that I don't think given who's who's Funimation's parent company is, I don't think so. If anything, I think the information got lost along the way. I kind of believe that more. That can that, happen. That's just it, yeah. though. Is Funimation's parent company has only changed in the last year or two. There's no telling how long this lawsuit has been on like has been being built um there is a time frame between when somebody starts to sue somebody and when that becomes public so they gather their evidence they gather everything that they need they will you know attempt to do things and i say this because i've had to go through um a lawsuit for medical damages um, that it, it took a couple of months before it went public, before they even realized that they were being sued for it to, you know, for the case to be built. So, you know, yes, right now the parent company for Funimation is a big, you know, big name international conglomerate. That doesn't mean that they were the same people in the running when she first started this. That's, you know, that that's just what I'm going to put out there. Mm. If this, you know, if this whole thing started, say, last January, and they've just been building the case, it very well could have been before everything was finalized, you know, with the parent company. At the same time, at, you know, because the parent company the actual parent company is not stateside. It could have, you know, exchanged hands and not been dealt with correctly that way. But at the same time, I can see, I mean, because there is no, you know, a lot of these websites that don't have the ability to do that. They have a phone number. 
So if she wanted to, she could have called, you know, any number of uh, sales websites and mm. talked to somebody on the phone and somebody could have explained everything because that's what they're there for. Funimation does not have that option. And that is one of the options for ADA compliancy is that if you can't do something online or it's going to take you too long, you have to have a website, or, I mean, a phone number in order to be able to speak to somebody who can explain what is being sold, what is, you know, part of it and all of those details. Funimation doesn't have that. That's why she's basically has the ability to sue them. Yeah, because all um, there is is just like a ticketing system. That's basically is it. Right. Um, FYE but, also does not have a, a phone number. Who else? Um, FYE. For your entertainment. Really? Yeah, I, I ordered I ordered a DVD set off of their website and had no choice but to attempt to email them in order to find out why my order had been canceled. There is no phone number. Um, and the email is one of those, uh, please contact us emails. Mm. So I had to actually email them twice in order to get anything from them. Um, so, I mean, even them, that's there. There's, I, I don't know what would be compliant for a website. Um, you know, obviously all the details and everything like that, but I don't know what the, background for that would be but given that they have no phone number to call you know that is a, a warning i didn't think if i why you were still around yeah there are i used to have a friend that worked at one the one in the bronx that's where i got my um my mlp shirt from with that looks like a a, a, a fighter select screen so yeah they're doing a lot of online stuff now um but I, I, you know, I, this whole thing is, again, you know, I, I, I feel that it would have been better to actually go through um, the ADA um, with their own lawyers and all of that, mainly because that would be more monetarily damaging to the company because you have your, you know, you have not only the attorney fees and all of that but then you have the fines if you go through them mm. you have their fines for getting everything set you have time limits then that have to be done um just the i i don't know i i don't know how it could have been done to not i guess to to make it more i guess serious in a way to me, it comes across as serious, but I feel like it also might be because of different perspectives. And that's yes. totally, like, totally valid, totally fine. I think, to me, it does come across as serious because she's a... To me, it's more serious than if she went through the ADA. She, as an individual, as an individual, is suing all of these big companies and saying, Hey, tech, hey, big tech, you need to consider us a beforethought and not an afterthought. If she had gone through the ADA, I feel like it wouldn't have gotten nearly as much attention because she just would have been another, like, another, what is it when they have, like, the case where they have a bunch of people? Class action. Class action. action it would have lawsuit. just been, like, a big class action lawsuit. And while those do get talked about. Well, this is a class action lawsuit. Yeah, but now, the, but it's just her. No, she's all, she's suing on behalf of other people. Oh, okay. So she's doing she's the, right. She's the one that started this, but she is suing on behalf of those that have 
been violated by these websites. Uh, honestly, but she specifically is seeking m- money from the. Uh, well, the fact that the it's companies. a class action, it would be you know after the fees and everything, it would be split up between everybody because yeah, that's what the class action yeah, is. I like to, you know you know what's going to happen. They're going to settle out. Everybody's going to get a Funimation gift card to buy stuff off the shop. They're going to, they're going, I can tell you this now, the Funimation web design, that's done in-house. They're going to hire a couple of more people to go over the site and make sure it's up to ADA standards and the software. That's exactly what's going to happen. And that's basically what she's trying to do to get that done and set a precedent so that other companies will know better. So Basically make Funimation a, 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 Oh my gosh. Uh, a, a my brain keeps saying a sample, but a a textbook case of sorts. Not a textbook case, but like to show other companies like this is what happens if you're not ADA compliant. An example of it. Yeah. Yes, an example. That's I was like exact there's an actual legal term, but I just don't remember what it's called, but precedence. Yeah, that's precedence. what it is. Yeah, that's it. That's what, is yep. good, is a good term. And as Sia Tabiri says sacrificial lamb, that too, that too. <laughs> Yes, where blood is money. That's the only way you can hit these these bigger companies. Anyway, I think uh, I think we're gonna end up beating that dead horse raw. So we should probably. Either way, I hope she wins. Yeah. To me, it, I put it that way. I, I mean, to me, either or, as long as as long as as long as shit gets whether done. Whether this is you know for her legit, I hope she wins because this will you know again, set a precedence for other websites to force yes. them to do what they should have been doing. Yep. Yep. Expand accessibility or else. It is what it is. And I don't mean to say it like that, but, you know, that's basically what it's what, what we kind of sort of have. All right. Moving right along. Wow. Um... Ichigo, what what's up with this politician and and uh, Demon Slayer? What did he do wrong? Oh boy! You redeemed some ad time. Yes. Okay, is it just gonna be at the end or? Uh, okay. it, it's gonna pop in right then and there. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to put some money into this into the, into the <laughs> channel. Okay. I'm just like I'm like ad time question mark. Okay. Uh, enjoy our ad. Um, all right. So, uh, if you're really into Demon Slayer designs, one thing I can warn you not to do is use them on your upcom- up-and-coming campaign posters. Mm-hmm. As even Japanese politicians are getting into a mess for using Demon Slayer designs on campaign posters. 2021. We'll see a few elections across Japan as various cities... The, as various cities, the country, I think they mean in the country as Uh a whole, will vote for their representatives. I think whoever wrote this when they translated, they kind of forgot a a few things. English number one. Yeah. Uh, To get attention of their constituents, a few politicians are using various patterns and logos from Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, to gain more notoriety on their campaign posters. This worked well, making Demon Slayer's publisher, Suisha, comment on the matter, and one of the members of the House of Representatives to take down all the posters, issue an apology, and make a new poster. The highest profile situation involves Makoto Oniki, a member of the House of Representatives for the ruling party of Japan, the Liberal Democratic Party of Japan. In the Fukuoka 
second constituency. Oniki's poster, which can be seen in the article, drew ire from fans of Demon Slayer and even caught the attention of Suesha, who issued a statement on Twitter saying that the publishing company are not involved in any way with the use of these images. In a report from TV Asahi, Oniki apologized for the poster and said he deserved the criticism from fans. He promised that the posters will be going down as soon as possible. Oniki is up for re-election this year when Japan goes back to the polls to its first election after former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe stepped down for health reasons and Yoshihide Suga took over the role. The other poster in the article is making their rounds and it comes from Amagasaki City in Hyogo Prefecture and features Osaka Governor Hirofumi Yoshimura and Amagasaki City Councilor Kesuke Mutsimoto, who is also up for re-election. Both members are part of the Nippon Ishin no Kai Party. Yoshimura is currently serving as the face of the party due to his high position of power as the governor of Japan's second largest metro area, so his endorsement on the poster is used to aid Mitsumoto's chances of winning. The poster is clearly using a pattern from Tanjiro's Hayoi to help make the poster more striking, and by itself the design is fine, having been used for centuries. But the fire design circle and the phrase, set your heart ablaze, is a direct reference to Rengoku's catchphrase. Both posters, Oniki and Mitsumoto's, used recreated Demon Slayer logos, Oniki making it in his own name, and Mitsumoto putting the party name in there. Under Japan's law, there's nothing Suesha can do about the posters due to the common phrasing and classic design, but denying any involvement and kindly asking for them to be taken down is the only way that they can get their, I guess, their image back. Uh, though the spread of the posters online and the negative reaction to them may make others think differently about using Demon Slayer-based designs in the future. And that was definitely something I saw. And I feel like it's imagery that they will try and use in the future. Mm. Um, I feel like this is a repeat a lot of the time. Politicians trying to use popular media to gain like a, a hand up on their competition. See but... In this case, fandom will find you repercussions. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how, you know, politicians here will have their rallies and so they'll play popular music that we all know and we'll get all hyped for it. It kind of reminds me of that in a way. Yeah, but ex except when the, the band doesn't agree with the politician in question and yeah, the C and D will happen. That they do not want you using their music in the, the, to, to support their uh, campaign. True. And I'm trying to remember, I could have sworn there has been American politicians that have done campaign posters similar to that. You know, I just can't oh, yeah. think of any. I know it probably has happened. And let, every, let's be free. Every campaign, there's at least something um, not, you know, not to name names, but Trump was very popular with using music without asking. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. Those people mm -hmm. come in and go, uh, no, that's it. You're yeah. done. Yeah, basically yeah. like cutting him off. D. Oh. Snyder is like, yeah, no, you, no. But I meant like posters. Uh, D. Snyder uh, flipped out at the uh, anti-maskers for saying we're not going to take it as they stormed oh. a target. Oh, I know. I know. 
and let's and I know if we were in if we were in high school running for some type of like student body roles, we want you know we would do something like this you know parody yeah, like but a no fa- one cares about high school no to, uh, uh, no down on I'm just no I'm just saying oh and Ron before twenty one uh, mentions the Obama poster that resembled a Pepsi emblem. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Or when when traditional art forms even carry over from not just anime but western style art like the change posters that were so popular in the 2010s in the 2015s mm-hmm. and the I'm trying to remember what the other art style was that was just very prevalent in a lot of media and propaganda like those tend to just translate really fast. And if they're popular, then they get used by everybody. Mm. All right. Uh, let's see. What what do we have up here? Oh, a very popular topic that we've discussed more than once. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, all right, come on. Advanced and advanced. Come on. There we go. It seems that the lyricist behind Cruel's Angel's thesis was scammed out of her Evangelion royalty money. Bastards. Because the gods of anime will not be satisfied until literally every single person associated with Evangelion Hmm. is steeped in miles and miles of misery. Hmm. So, basically what happened was Neko Oikawa... She appeared on a talk show, a variety show called Geki Rari-san wo Suri Takita, uh, I'd say last week, to share the story of how her ex-husband leached her out of hundreds of millions of yen to the royalty money that she made from the, uh, the theme Cruel Angel's Thesis. The program that she was on says that she had made over 600 million yen from it, which is about under $6 million. But after the divorce, she was she ended up with just seventy million yen in debt and only had about thirty two thousand yen in her bank account. Wow. Basically, her ex husband was a was a younger Turkish man that she met um, when she visited uh, Turkey as a solo tourist, and basically when she met the guy. He, Basically, she's calling him Ian, that he basically was a child, given that he was, like, much younger than her. I would say at the time she was 40, he was 22. His English was very iffy at best, so she didn't understand a lot of what he was saying. They did not develop a deep relationship at the time, but she liked being in Turkey, so she made another visit the following year. And during that visit, Ian basically confessed his love to her. And while she was there for two weeks, he continued to woo her, and then their relationship basically had changed. So, basically, they got together, they had a long-distance relationship, got together, got married, and basically, he was basically having her to pay for things because he couldn't, he didn't have the money for it, and basically, it chipped away at her wealth. So, that's basically what happened. After the divorce, he basically cleaned her out, you know? Back in twenty, I know. Back in twenty fifteen, Oikawa revealed that she makes about one yen, which is eight tenths of a cent, every time Krulenius Thesis is sung in karaoke, and that when it comes to pachinko royalties, uh, and were more 
were more lucrative. She'd get about 30 million yen, which is about $250,000 a year at times, which is not bad. I just feel really bad for her, you know? Again, Evangelion, Misery, etc. Mm-hmm. And he was the one asking for the divorce because she basically was not paying for the stuff that he wanted. I'm just... The oh, audacity, you know? Lovely. And Theox75 says, do they have prenups in Japan? Probably. I honestly don't know, but I don't see why not. Wow. That, that that's just that, that that's just grimy. Alright, uh put window here. Ari, what what so tell us more about this Levi's and Pokemon team up. So, yeah, I got a little confused at the title. I'll explain after I read it. Mm -hmm. uh, Levi sells official Misty cosplay outfit, other Pokemon apparel. Uh, the Levi's clothing apparel will be releasing a line of Pokemon apparel worldwide on its online store on February 15th, including a cosplay outfit inspired by Misty. The collaboration commemorates the 25th anniversary of the Pokemon series. Other items that are part of the lineup include a jacket with large print of a Pokemon like Pikachu, Ash Ketchum's hat, and many pouches with images of Psyduck and Jigglypuff. And mm. if you'll look on the ad, it has a little gallery of what's available. Although the uh, the logo hat is just a green and white Pokeball with uh, Levi's branding. Yep. And uh, the, the, the link to the... Uh... Oop, hang on, that's not it. I'm curious at the price of the Misty outfit from Levi's. I'm thinking at least... 250 bucks at least yeah meanwhile you can put your own misty cosplay together yourself for under a hundred dollars yeah for some reason i don't know why the hell i thought this but when i heard levi and misty something brought me to like a pokemon x attack on titan crossover mm. which made me think oh god they're gonna have they're gonna show misty with a mikasa style uh, figure to her you know, with the abs no. and chopped vegetables on. God, no. Or, or Ash just running up and trying to throw hands on a Titan, which totally in character form. And Theo X75 says he wants magic carp printed pants. Carp, 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 carp. Maybe it looks like, you know, a giant koi fish tattoo. I would totally be behind that. Mm. But yeah, people have been doing budget Misty cosplays for like, a decade plus, so... Definitely. I mean, are people going to buy it just because it's official? Yes! Yep. Hi, welcome to Supreme, the brand that's on everything and everyone and every food item you could ever want, and everybody buys it because Supreme. And, mm -hmm. and because... And, have you seen the uh, drip fan art with the... Let's not get into that. Let's get yeah, not... Let's I, I have my own thoughts about that, and if I explain my thoughts in this, I will probably piss off half of the Negro anime community, and to that, this is all I have to say. Moving right along. Okay, two things. Hmm? Um, I don't have exact pricing. Uh, they go on sale February 15th, but from what I'm seeing on other uh, websites, 
the price range for each individual item will be between $20 and $148. So yeah, so suspenders are twenty, and like the jean shorts are like one hundred and fifty. Most likely. Well, I'm I'm. It's all the items, so I'm gonna guess the jacket with the huge Pikachu and the pants with the Pikachu's on them. I'm gonna guess those are gonna be the most expensive. Those are probably the hundred and forty-eight dollar ones. Um, her outfit, I'm probably gonna say, is probably gonna be one hundred and fifty to two hundred for the entire outfit. Just because you are buying brand name yep. on top of buying <laughs> in Pokemon. Our chat, in our chat here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, we have Ari-ish here, 148 Pika pants. Oh, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> and let's be real. You could probably find a local commissioner to, to do the same thing for the same price. But you know what? It won't be Levi's. And it'll be your favorite brand of pants. So that way... It'll be a lot better for you. Just saying. Also, if you have Levi jeans in your closet as well and you're not using them for anything else, you could just easily, you know, cut them down and, you know, fit them into booty shorts. No, so. if you have <laughs> Levi's jeans in your closet, then you're not really giving a crap about $148 jeans. Mm -hmm. Hi, welcome to thrifting, where we've been buying denim jeans and cutting them off at the legs since the uh, forevers. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, there are always tons of jeans, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually had a pair of Levi's growing up, but mostly it was Lee's and Wrangler's, because, you know, hey. I, I will say that I would not be upset to have the Pikachu denim coat. Uh, just just because... It'll never be in my size. Well, yeah, but I, I do like a denim jacket, um, mm -hmm. so I, I would wear that. Uh, but I, will... I, I, I don't think I would be able to afford it. I'll say this. The most expensive piece of... The second most piece of clothing I own is an old navy denim jacket that I have, and that ran me about 60 bucks. And I'm, not, and I'm good with that. The most expensive... Was a pair of trip pants that I dropped like eighty dollars on about ten plus years ago. That still fit, but um, I've been to two weddings. Mm -hmm. My bridesmaids' dresses are the most expensive I pieces of clothing that I own. And as Sia Tiberi says, if I'm spending that much on jeans, you better make my butt look good as well, like those Bonobos jeans I bought a decade ago. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If you're spending that much money on. on on a pair of slacks or pants, it better make your butt look good. I'm just saying, you've got to get a return on your investment. That's just it, though. Um, there's a lot of name brand stuff that doesn't fit well. True. But people still buy it because it has a name on True. it. True. Hi, welcome to my realm where we talk about that in fashion all the time. Yeah. Fashion see, so, see, you know what? Taylor see, you know what? Just did a refitting of some Ralph Lauren jeans that I got for $4 thrifting. And they're cute. They are some, like, mom jeans, like 90s mom jeans, and they fit, and they are comfy AF. So. I, 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 look, I, I'll tell you what. I got no problems wearing a... My thing is cargo pants. I have no problem wearing a nice, fitted pair of cargo pants w w with the tag on the back that says SPD on it, okay? I are have no problems doing that. 
butt? You looking to get that Metal Gear Solid ass? I, you know, that's what all the girls are into now. If you get some strappy bits on the butt, it's like... <laughs> Evidently, like, as I've been told... that going around Facebook of, like, everybody always looks at the female butts, but, like, guys' butts and tactical pants, you know? Number, <laughs> number one, there is a Solid Snake video in regards to that. And number two, I have been told I don't... It doesn't need to be strappy. Moving right along! But, yeah... In chat, we have Leon Kennedy's dummy thick. There you go. <laughs> so, and supposedly, Solid Snake is dummy thick too. Okay. Consider, considering David Hayter has a whole video yeah. of him talking about Snake's butt, yes. <laughs> I'll just, yes. So, Marco Chan. This, this article took a turn. So, so Marco Chan, how many times have, have you watched, watched that video? Marco? Hmm? It's a funny video, so I actually have watched it quite a bit. I have just just it because all. it's hilarious, but yeah, I'm all for Snake's butt. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we, won't, we won't go into, right now you know... I have, the, I have the Metal Gear Solid spotted noise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we won't go into, you know, how in the second game, Raiden is, you know, naked for a good portion of it. We won't talk about that, but yeah, Solid Snake's butt. <laughs> All right, um, uh, moving on. Oh, no, I gotta address something. Ron before 21 okay. says, this is getting interesting. Yes, it, this the, these episodes can get very interesting if you hang around long enough. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Jam Session, where we go off on tangents, uh, and Routine. it could be very innocent. Yeah. And not end that way. Mm-hmm. And moving right along, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I saw this. I got so excited. So excited. Um, so, yes, yeah, Remote Chan is coming back. <laughs> um... So, uh, Super Chen is actually going to be returning spring of 2021, which is this spring. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I love Milk Chan. Mm-hmm. It is considered a surreal gag franchise, which there are quite a, be- uh, quite a few of uh, the gag uh, series out there now. Um, so yeah, the new project's official website opened with a special PV title, important notice from the president to the people. In the clip, Milk Chan says, thanks to you, my bank balance is now zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so I, I absolutely adore Milk Chan. Uh, she is one that I definitely want to cosplay as. I just know it's going to be a very overly warm costume, which is why I have not attempted it yet. Because, you know, she's in a hood and long sleeves and they cover her hands and it's just, it's it's overly warm and I, I don't like being overly warm. But also, that, to, that hoodie mm-hmm. looks like she has a hypodermic needle sticking out of her head. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, so according to the press release, the Super, Super Milk Chan Forever project plans to include posting videos and character art on its official Twitter, sales of official goods at an exhibition event, uh, which is scheduled for early summer, fan art project, and the Great Milk Chan statue, and samples of goods that are now displayed at the Geek Wonders booth, 
um, at the Tokyo International Gift Show, which actually ended last week. Mm. So the project's official Twitter is currently accepting fan art. You can post your Super Milk Chan art on Twitter with the hashtag, uh, hashtag MilkChan underscore fan art. And the arts will be displayed at an event scheduled to be held in the early summer. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Milk Chan is absolutely crazy and adorable, but mostly she's just crazy. Um, yeah. Look, the the main reason why you want to cosplay Milk Chan, it gives you legal reason running around calling, saying, you dumbass, okay? We all know, like, we already like, know that. Like she needs permission to do that. But exactly. at, least she'll, at least she'll be in character this time. Well, yeah, but I've been I've been calling you a dumbass since I've known you, so <laughs> I don't need permission for that. How rude! Yeah, right. All right, now we're down to our last story of the night. Ari, can you tell us what's going on with Detective Conan and the remake episode that they're planning to do? Uh, yeah, the official website for the Detective Conan anime announced on Wednesday that, it, that they will air the remake of Moonlight Sonata Murder Case. The show's 11th episode is a two-part special premiere on March 6th and 13th. The, re the remake will be episodes 1000 and 1001 of the anime. Mm. They previously teased a remake of a, quote, legendary God-tier episode as the first part of its celebration of the anime's 1000th episode. Ugh. The original episode aired on April 8th, 1996, as no notable for Conan vowing for to never let culprits die. The site unveiled a visual for the remake, a collage conspired of scenes from the original 11th episode. Uh, classic pianist Aimi Kobayashi will perform pianos, Beethoven's Piano Sonata No. 14, or the Moonlight Sonata, for the remake. The site is streaming a video Kobayashi performed the Sonata's first movement. In addition, the site is running a social media campaign for viewers to submit their own attempt at performing the Sonata. So, Bako, you're probably, uh, uh, pardon me, you're probably already excited about this, right? Uh, doubly so, um, because not only is Detective Conan one of the series that I really, really enjoy, but I'm into classical music, so the mm -hmm. Moonlight Sonata episode was actually really cool for me. Someone said, "Like a miracle diet is, you can eat whatever you want, but you have to, but you have to do so slowly while staring at your reflection while Moonlight Sonata plays." Yeah, no, that's just creepy. <laughs> but then again, I, you know, my my classical music, what the fuck, goes straight to the uh, to Leon the Professional, where the bad guy, you know, goes on a killing rampage while listening to. Uh, classical music. Ah, soundtrack dissonance. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 Moonlight Sonata's go like you, a slow motion, uh, a, a super slow mo shot of someone getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> or you know, Blue Danube playing during a, like during a, drive by, like during a high speed chase, also in slow mo. Now I'm suddenly thinking of the Benny my Hill theme, but everything is... little uh, trips like that, I know. There ain't nothing wrong with that, but now you got me thinking of the Benny Hill theme, but, everyth but everything is going at normal speed now. 
No, Benny theme, the Benny Hill theme got ruined for me with the AMV Hell Zero. <laughs> I know exactly which one you're, which scene you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. That well, well, yeah. Anywho, we're gonna go ahead and get into the part of the show you know y'all really enjoy more than anything else. Strange news from Japan. I take the first one. Go for it. Anybody else want any? Do we have any other victims here? I'll take the last one. All right. Ichigo, would you like to take the second one? We we can't hear you. Sorry, I was looking and making sure. Um, yeah, I'll take the second one. That's fine. All right. Ari, kick things off. A hotel in Japan is offering rooms for 390 yen a night. That's less than the cost of a bowl of ramen. I can go Which, for that. Uh, that's uh, about 375 U.S. Located in Osaka Hotel, located in Osaka Hotel Sun Plaza isn't super fancy. It's got a convenient location with great access to public transportation, but the focus is much more on affordability than posh luxury. Sun Plaza does want to provide a pleasant stay for the guests, and even has more comfort than you'd expect at this price. As at its motto, it's an admirable hospitality goal, and actually a pretty easy one to meet right now since they're offering three like rooms for three ninety yen a night. Mm. Down from 2000 Like a lot of businesses, hotels are in a tough spot right now. With less pleasure and business travel taking place. Ugh. Since many of the hotels costs are fixed, even a reduced rate is better than no guests at all. So some plaza has knocked down the, pr- the price of the first night of a guest single room stay down to 390 yen. As for why they chose that exact number, it's so... It's a pun. The Japanese words for three and nine are sun and Q. Or sun Q or thank you. So hey, clever. Uh, let's see. At least one Twitter commenter has already expressed concern that 390 and it's too low for some plaza recently offer, but they brush off such worries as say, "Let us, let us show this our appreciation for our customers," and it's being offered until February 28th. I also have to tell you that if you found a hotel room for less than five bucks statewide. The bed is going to be made out of used hypodermic needles. No. The roaches will be covering the rest of the tab. Hmm. <laughs> well, if that's one way of doing it, why not? I ain't complaining. All right, uh, let's see what we have next. Um, Ichigo. So, for those of us who have been paying attention to uh, social distancing, hermiting, uh, and doing what we can, unfortunately, there are some apps that have uh, not been doing their jobs. Some of Japan's COVID-19 contact tracing apps haven't been working since last September. Oh. Oh, great. It's not like we needed it or anything. Hey, everyone. 
Do you remember Coco? Of course you don't. While the most popular answer is probably the beans that make chocolate, in all caps, it's the COVID-19 contact confirming application. A 41 million yen or $390,000 contact tracing app that the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare released last June. The way it works is simple. By installing the Coco app on your smartphone, it automatically and anonymously keeps a record of other Coco users that come within one meter of you for more than 15 minutes. Then, if one of those people tests positive for COVID-19 in the following two weeks, your phone receives a notification that you should get yourself checked too. The way it doesn't work is also simple. For this system to effectively contribute to the reduction of infections, roughly 60% of the population would have to have it installed and functioning. This means it would have to be vastly more downloaded than the likes of TikTok, Instagram, and basically any other app in existence, which it made a surprisingly good attempt at. App Annie Japan crowned Coco as the most downloaded app of 2020. And according to the ministry, it has been downloaded 24.64 million times as of the 3rd of February 2021. While those numbers would make any app developer drool, it still only amounts to 19.5% of the population. And in this highly unlikely scenario that each download was made by an individual person and is still installed on their phone. The article writer, too, did their civic duty and downloaded the app last summer. And it was dormant, along with their stocks and fitness apps in the Wasteland folder. Never heard so much as a bleep from it, and assumed that it meant that they were being super safe during these hazardous times. However, as cases exploded over the winter, some people started noticing that their Cocoa apps weren't pinging, even though people they knew were coming down with the plague. Others who were infected had trouble registering it in their own app. As more and more reports came to the ministry, an investigation revealed that an update that they released last September caused Coco to not work properly on certain devices. Apps on Apple products were said to be completely unaffected by the problem and that a fix should be ready by mid-February. It's not clear which ones or how many, but Android users account for 31% of users, and this means as many as 7.7 .7 million Coco apps may have been rendered useless. And the article writer is at a loss for words, and Japanese netizens had this to say. This? I'm speechless. That's horrible. Um, isn't it too late now? What the hell? I installed Coco on all my company's phones, and they're all Android. Why are they so bad at this? Huh, but if this was such a problem, wouldn't they have noticed earlier when the traffic and notifications changed dramatically as a result? Indeed, it's not so much a mistake, since bugs in apps are part of our daily life, but not noticing something like this over four months is quite amazing. As the last comment suggests, it means that the problem wasn't so big and the apps or the app isn't so useful or both. Considering about 10,000 of the total 377,000 cases that occurred since Coco was released were recorded in the app, the answer is pretty clear. And we all better start blowing up our inflatable face shields. For those of you who were wondering why I was kind of looking off screen or whatever, looking at my phone, I was checking my um, my apps as well. So, uh, 
apologize for that little ticking sound. That was actually my phone interference, but whatever. But I was actually checking and just making sure that my I have two apps running that lets me know, and I'm just like, so far, so good. But then again, in my neighborhood, it's there's not a lot of people out, and I go out, and the only time I'm around large groups of people is once a week on Tuesdays, and even still here in the U.S., we don't have, like, a dedicated app, even though it's baked into the OS of the phones, nothing. And I be- and I bet you most people with with smartphones don't even have an app downloaded to tell to let them know. So it's like, what can you do? I have an app, and it has never gone off. Which app do you have? I have the, uh, the Jersey app. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have, like, the normal New York State one. It's like... Yeah. Hmm. It has never gone off. I have, you know, been back and forth to work. I've been through grocery stores and it has never gone off. The problem with that is because if people don't have that app, mm-hmm. they're not going to connect with you. And then and there's if they a... don't even think the virus is real, then they're not going to download it. And that, right. and don't forget, I'm, there's something similar like that now, like, patch through ios and android but it doesn't really do anything so you know to me it's just as bad as all the apps that have to rely on nationwide data but don't have nationwide connections Mm. that that basically like having a new york and a new jersey app to me is just saying like great so you mean that those two apps aren't going to communicate with each other and give each other information or anything like that i mean not that we can travel that like length of area, but to me, it's just as bad as the situations where, like, and not to equate them mm-hmm. both, but like things in cities happen and police stations don't get on it because they don't have the information. See, but there's, you know, like but, there's no communication between the two. Yeah, it. Yeah, and um, Monaco, if you can, if if you're po- if possible, could you post a link to the Jersey app for one of our uh, viewers, if if you can. But um, the closest thing it's, to it's, it's COVID Alert New Jersey. Okay, COVID That's Alert the New Jersey, Jersey app. That okay. I have. Now for a nationwide app, they're out there. It's just nobody talks about push them. I actually had one of those third party apps on my phone. I found it through Pix Eleven. It was an app that anybody can use. I actually had it downloaded. It actually sat there like a bump on a log on my phone because nothing pinged it. So I got rid of it and I'm using the New York State app and Citizen, you know. It is what it is. Oh, you know. And thank you, Ichigo. No problem. I've been watching my local CDC's page because they've started to do registrations for vaccines. Mm -hmm. I know that that's kind of a joke right now. But you might check in your local area, guys, and gals and non-binary pals. If you need to get the vaccine and you haven't yet, like your girl, immunocompromised beach over here, um, a lot of places that are starting to get into uh, stage 2B or 1B mm-hmm. or whatever the, the secondary stages, that's where they'll start releasing that information. But All right. Yeah. Now let's go ahead and get into our third and final uh, odd story of the night. Yeah, so... Uh... Mm. So in Japan, there's a term called black company that's that's used to refer to companies that have little to no concern for their employees. Uh, That makes them um, basically work months in a row without any breaks, 
getting paid essentially nothing for hundreds hour, hundreds of hours of overtime. What about the animation industry? <laughs> yeah, and some of those companies um, doesn't even stop if you happen to leave. So a particular Japanese Twitter user um, actually received a letter from the company after he left. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I mean, he did leave. Uh, he, he actually used one of the businesses that will quit for you. Um, but this is a letter that he received. Uh, created February 1st, 2021. Thank you very much for leaving our company in the most unpleasant, worst way possible as a member of society. As a member of society, as a human being, that you, uh, what you fucking did will certainly come back to bite you. God will not forget to deliver your punishment, asshole. When that time comes, I hope you will not forget that it's too late to cry over how ashamed you are for being the worst. Well then, on to business. You are uh, you are requesting documents for uh, Redacted, which is his name. Mm -hmm. But according to this letter's accompanying sheet, there are deficiencies in payment. Wire us the amount of your paycheck immediately. The bank transfer fee will be paid by you. The uh, After confirming the bank transfer, we will humbly send you the documents. Also, we will not pay shipping for the documents you want. Attach a stamp to the enclosed envelope and send it to the uh, their address. Bank transfer information has been redacted. Um, so, so, yeah, um, to note, the letter uses the word uh, Kisama, which is you. And that's repeatedly toward the beginning. And while it's technically a quote-unquote polite word, the polite usage is mostly archaic, and as anyone who has watched anime knows, it's used as an insult 99% of the time. Uh, the fact that the letter uses the much more common in-business letters Kiden for you towards the end when asking for payment shows that it's basically um, that its usage was also intentional. Um, again, he did end up hiring somebody to quit for him, which is, you know, a fairly common thing. But uh, the fact that he got this letter um, kind of tells you exactly what type of company he was working for, in the, you know, in, in the first place. Uh, so basically, once he put this on Twitter, uh, a lot of people told him to contact the Labor Inspection Standards Office, since not only is the letter threatening, but withholding documents such as proof of leaving is actually illegal. Um, and then there were plenty of people <laughs> that were actually poking fun at the letter by doing um, grammar corrections and corrections for the honorifics and things like that, make a, making a complete joke over the letter. This is a modern-day equivalent of, I see you have made three spelling errors. <laughs> ah, black company. It's called work. Yeah, so, and, so, and... so basically, um, I, I... Yeah, If this is the type of letter that you're receiving after you quit, uh, maybe it's a good thing you quit. See, I would be that person where I would film myself burning the letter and sending them like the five, like sending them, and I would take that video clip, turn it into a DVD, and I would package it and send it to them, just to be petty enough to do it. I'm like, oh really? You know, fine. Uh, 
Guys, this he is the just kind of thing wants you'd find on notalwaysright.com. Mm-hmm. Guys, he just wants his red swing line stapler back. That's all he wants. I do believe I have my stapler. <laughs> or he'll burn the house or he'll burn the place down. He'll get his stapler in the end. I I I look at it this way. Black company, what's just about working retail? What? <laughs> mm. Come on, come on now. But I will I admit, I didn't want to say anything for obvious reasons. No, it's fair game. But let's be real: there are some retail places some people have worked where it's been great. I can vouch for a couple of places in retail I've worked. It's like I would go back in a heartbeat. But just saying, you know. And and I, and I think, I I think we're we're done, for the most part. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. some, that was trippy and that was trippy and a half. And my surface is dead, so I got to. Gotta charge it later. For some reason, the battery is not going, so I'm manually run- running the rundown off my computer. So instead of the tablet, but it is what it is. So that means I got some work to do. But anywho, I, I-, I think it's time for us to go ahead and um and wrap up the show. So if you like the show, tell a friend. Then in turn, we'll tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you'll find links to, not just links, but our weekly podcast, our YouTube videos um, from conventions, cosplay photos from conventions on, from our Facebook link, anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, Cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And if you want to take this week's episode on the go, and you want to check out some older episodes, you can find us on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Just search Anime Jam Session and all the episodes will come up. Grab one, take a listen, and tell us what you think. Because these uh, podcasting apps, you can leave reviews. So we do want to hear from you. So we really appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on social media. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session for our convention video coverage. Twitter.com for when we're going live. And links and links going back to our um, website. And Facebook.com when we have some articles going up. And, we, and you want to check out some of our convention photo coverage as well. Plus, we tend to throw a couple of videos up there. Um, if you check... Uh, the nice little 30-minute conversation about cosplay and commissions and trademarks and all of that is up there, so definitely take that a, a, a good watch. And we appreciate the tips. Uh, streamlabs.com slash anime jam session, uh, ko-fi.com slash anime jam session, and bits. Just cheer us. We appreciate that. Every little bit counts. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I found out last night as I was going to bed that the light on this camera is not contingent on actually being, on actually using the camera itself. Hmm. Last words, Mako-chan. I'm so excited I get to go tomorrow and get a tattoo. <laughs> Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'll be back on Thursday at twitch.tv slash strawberrypaperdoll sewing up a storm, and I hope to see you guys there. My last words, I'm going to catch up with some uh, YouTube videos, ice cream, and more Final Fantasy VII, because I'm looking forward to getting into For Honor, playing that, and then diving deep into Sakura Wars. So, 
that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, new stories, more chaos, more derailing, and all that good stuff. So, I am Ranma. I am Ari. I'm Makachan. And I'm Ichigagami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Oh, perfect. That is it. We're out of here. See y'all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!